Hello fellow cinephiles and welcome to another episode of One More Take where we discuss all things films over a nice glass of wine, beer, or your favorite cocktail. My name is Demi and I'm joined by Jasmine and Jordana. Hi ladies. What are we drinking? Hi. So tonight I'm uh, drinking a beer actually from, where is it? Avery Brewing Co. Ooh. Yeah. Yum, yum. It's actually really good. It's a yum, yum. (laughs) (laughs) Refreshing. Very refreshing. I love beer, man. I have to be in the right mood for beer. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I just, I I mean, I do too. Sometimes it can be too heavy, you know? Like, I I can't, like, sling back, you know, four beers. Not that I can do that with anything, really. But... (laughs) But um, it, it's it's definitely heavier sometimes than a glass of wine or a cocktail. I can't even slink back one beer. One beer. <laughs> you probably know. You you could do a hard cider though, correct? That is true. I love I love a rosé cider. Cider, some Wolfer rosé cider. <laughs> That's a good one. You're from Long Island. Yeah, Jasmine, what are you drinking? Ah, uh, my tried and true Riesling uh, from Blue Vin. So, you know, light and fruity. That's what I like. <laughs> oh, a different winery this time. A different one. I did. Oh, I did wow. That out, so. Mixing it up. Same grape. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> you know a little change. Little baby, <laughs> what are Demilso? What are you drinking? I'm actually drinking a margarita with espolón reposado tequila. Very nice, mm. a little twist there on the margarita. Yeah, trying something different. Yeah, yeah, it's do you yummy. Put, do you put triple sack in your margarita? I actually do, and I actually put in a jalapeno in oh. it as well, so a little I spicy. Just- I just made some jalapeno tequila. Like I chopped up some jalapenos and let it sit. It and it's so good. It's very good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I love spicy, like spicy margaritas. As as you listeners can tell, we really miss each other. Uh, Yes, we didn't put on an episode for Labor Day weekend. We took a little hiatus, a little vacation. So that means we have a lot to talk about. So let's delve into the quick take. Right. Well, I can start. So I think um, what I'm going to talk about is the new Oscars. Um, they came out with these um, the eligibility reforms to the best picture category. So it's supposed to encourage diversity and equal representation. So remember, this is just for best picture. So they gave four broad categories. And then to be considered for Best Picture in 2024, so this is not happening until then, the films will have to meet two of the four new standards, um, which we can go over, but it's on the screen, among the crew, at the studio, and in opportunities for training and advancement. And then they break it down further in each category. But, I mean, what do you guys think? I think, it well, because it got a lot of flack, but I think two out of four is a pretty low bar, honestly. I think so too. Just from like, um, I have a math background. Two divided by four is fifty percent. <laughs> That's a failing grade. I'm sorry. <laughs> you need to do better than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think. I mean, I feel like it's a step in the right direction, but it makes me wonder just how effective it will actually be. Just because yeah. I, I was reading um, the Vanity Fair article, and they used 1917 as an example. And that movie somehow was able to meet two of the standards. 
So yes. like I like I said, step in the right direction. I just don't think it's I don't know strict enough. Um, and maybe no, they need to be a little bit more rigid to ensure more diversity and inclusiveness. Um, but those are yeah, those are my thoughts as of right now. And and you need to make it more than just meeting two standards. Come on, guys. Three out of four. That's seventy five percent. That's a passing grade. Yeah, I will say that at first I was not for this. I was very against this as a lot of the arguments that you'll see. I it was kind of how I reacted. I thought, oh, this is too much control. What about creativity? What are we doing here? They're like stepping in where they don't belong exactly. They're trying to make this checklist that films are gonna have to follow. So I was very like this is too much hand holding. But then I reread what the requirements are. And honestly, these are things that should easily be met in films. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm taking this as kind of like a forceful drag into the future for future films to not have this problem and that hopefully these I'll call them training wheels will then eventually <laughs> be taken yeah. off because enough people will have access to these positions and be in places where they can create these stories where they won't be underrepresented anymore so that these requirements will not be necessary yeah yeah no I agree I was one thing I said to Demilsa earlier before we started recording was that I think, you know, this isn't, this is just like a little patch of the foundation, right? Like we're, we're truly getting like started on the foundation of including women, including, you know, people of color, including LGBTQ plus people or people with disabilities, right? And I don't even think, yeah, they're asking for that much. So hopefully... I mean, we'll see how this plays out, right? Because I, I'm curious to see if studios find some way around it. But I mean, I think it's better. You have to start somewhere, you know? And it obviously I want it to be more inclusive. Um, and I want, yeah, the standards to be higher, but kind of like you were saying, Jasmine, it is like you don't want them to dictate creativity either. But I think it, it's not too much to ask to have one leading character as like an un, underrepresented um, group or 30% of the secondary roles from 2% of, of underrepresented groups. Like, I, I don't think that should be difficult for films. So, no, I, I, you guys yeah. have like all valid points. I agree with everything. But this is, it's really exciting. Like, honestly, I was surprised when I saw this. I was like, wow, I, it, it was more, it, it sucks that like the expectation was so low, but it does show like, you know, they got so much flack about like the best director category and, you know, just really the lack of representation across the board. And they are, they have taken that feedback and are implementing it. So I think there is something to be said for that. It was definitely yeah. like a bold move. Yeah, bolder than for I, them. Yeah, bolder than yeah, I thought they totally. would have gone. 
Um, I agree. But I did, as you said, Demilsa, I did see a lot of arguments against it bringing up 1917 and films like it. Like, for what if they wanted to do, like, Henry V or you know, films that don't have a lot of diversity in there. And it seems that it they seem to be stuck on the race aspect. Yeah. But the other categories that they could, you know, meet that uh, quota, it's behind the scenes, the crew. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can still do these films if you don't want to have diversity in your films. Yeah. You can still exactly. have diversity behind If you want to be... If you want to be racist, sexist, ableist, you can still do it and just have people on the technical side. I I'm gonna say this, probably hot take. Three billboards probably met one oh. of the one of the criteria. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Although, and that's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we don't know the breakdown of like the behind, but I mean, my issue is it was a, a white British guy from. Great Britain writing about Middle America. But anyway, we can talk about that <laughs> another time. That's a whole episode. A whole different episode. My <laughs> hatred of that movie. So, yeah. All right. What, what else happened in, since we last spoke, guys? In movie news, sad, sad day, especially for me, especially after the fandom. <laughs> oh, oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. So, unfortunately, we have another delay happening, and that comes from our dear, dear movie, Wonder Woman 1984. It is now being pushed back to Christmas Day. Oh, such joy. (laughs) Which is interesting. It's, It's one week after Dune, which is still hasn't been delayed or anything, so... As far as we know, we have two W Warner Brother films coming back to back in December. Yeah. And two huge films, like two really big films yeah. for them. So that was a, a very interesting decision on their part to delay Wonder Woman and not delay Dune. Obviously, yeah, I'll let you go. So, so I'm sure you had thoughts. <laughs> Oh no, I mean, I was gonna say I kind of um, don't entirely understand this decision. I mean, in part it seems like they're trying to give Tenet room to make more money but then you're not pushing back Dune and you're releasing Wonder Woman a week after Dune, so then you're not giving Dune breathing room either. So then wouldn't it have made sense to have like moved Wonder Woman to November or like end of October? Because like, don't you want like your three respective films to like make money at the box office um so i mean i don't know i yeah i mean i'm not warner brothers they you know know more than i do (laughs) they're experts in this but i think it kind of it's a little confusing yeah and i would say probably those three films tenant um dune and wonder woman probably have similar in budgets like probably over 200 million yeah i was actually reading that yeah they do oh you were yeah, okay yeah. yeah so that's like i think what also makes it difficult i think it would be easier for that because ultimately that's what a studio cares about right making a profit yeah um and and right now that's very difficult most likely so 
yeah, I, I, so I, I think that probably would have made it easier, like if the Nolan movie, you know, spent less, and not, not that it's on him or if Wonder, you know, if Dune was, le- you know, less, but because they're all, they spent about the same amount for each of them. Um, it's probably a difficult call and they don't know what's going to happen, you know, in terms of going to the movies, whatever. I think you're right that they want, because Tenet is out now, they wanted to make more money and their decision with Tenet to, to release it. Um, yeah, but it's very, I mean, I think we all knew this was coming with Wonder Woman, but kind of the other, I guess we expect other stuff to get moved like Dune and it didn't. So, so I was actually surprised that that there were like I mean there were rumors that this was gonna get moved, but I was like a bit surprised by that. Especially, really? uh, I mean we're gonna get into this in, in yeah. the main discussion, but like I wouldn't say Tenet is doing bad, no. Given like you know the circumstances, but I mean what do I know? Um, again, I'm no expert. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think that they're hoping or in December is the rest of the market to be open. So if the rest yeah. of the market yeah. is open, then there will be room for two movies to make money. Because those yeah. are two movies I would say that are, well, I mean, Tenet was part of this too, that were guaranteed to make budget Cute. or, yeah. you know, actually make profit. So if, because I think North America is like 30% of the profit that they're kind of waiting for. If that opens, you know, yeah. those two I, movies I, should be fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't see that happening. Like in terms of, of course, like I agree with you. I just don't think um, the way things are being managed I, in this country, I think stuff is going to open back up and then close a few weeks or a month later. Until we have, like, a proven vaccine. Yeah. I mean... Well, I mean, the next... We'll, Tenet was this yeah. shot in the dark. We'll get into that a little more. But, yeah. I mean, the next up is going to be Black Widow. Yes. Which we, we get into in the discussion. Actually, you know what? Right. A, yeah, let's... It's a perfect segue, segue. <laughs> to our main yeah. discussion in the long take. So over Labor Day weekend, we saw the release of both Tenet and Mulan in the United States. Two tentful films from two major movie studios with two very different approaches when it came to their release. Tenet, the Christopher Nolan-directed film, was released overseas the last weekend in August, and it made over $53 million internationally. On September 4th, Tenet was released in the States, and it made over $20 million playing across about 2,800 theaters, bringing its total box office total to $146 million worldwide. Then you have Mulan, on the other hand. The live-action remake of the 1998 animated film was released at, on Disney Plus as a premier access release for the price of $29.99. I can't even say that without <laughs> laughing. I know. And it was actually, it's actually released overseas in certain markets as well, where Disney Plus is not available yet. The film actually in these markets made $5.9 million, but what we don't know is how well it did on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. 
just because Mulan took three days after its release to become the number two trending title on the streaming platform. And then additionally, Disney recently announced that the movie would be available to stream on Disney Plus without the additional fee in December, which I think probably hurt the success of the film over Labor Day weekend. So I guess based on the individual success of releasing Tenet and Mulan over Labor Day weekend, like, what do we think movie theaters are going to do with their tentpole releases going forward? Uh, I mean, do we think... I mean, we don't have much information, but do we think yeah. Mulan was a success being released Absolutely. on Disney Plus? Was Tenet a success yeah. being released overseas and yeah. then in the States? I think I think Tenet, it's harder to tell, personally. I mean, I think it is fairly... I think it. you can definitely say, like, for the times... That was successful. I don't think Mulan was. Obviously, we don't have the numbers. I think the fact... I think if it was successful, they would probably, like, ramp up their schedule. And, you know what I mean? And be like, we're going to do this and this and this. Um, and, yeah, the fact that they're going to let you watch it for free at the end of the year. Which, for me, what I said in the episode when we first talked about it, I was like, I'm not going to pay $30. I'm going to wait till it's free on Disney Plus because I already have it. And so I think it was, they kind of were taking a gamble on this film and there just wasn't that built in audience that was desperate to see the movie. I mean, it's such an interesting choice that they're going to release it for free in December. Like I was surprised by that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I was real. I thought they were just going to hold out. Yeah. Because the budget is so huge on this. So I don't know where they're. Are they what just is, is writing it, t- it off as like a complete loss? Because the oh, fee, the twenty nine ninety nine, that mm-hmm. was some revenue that was coming back for them. So where, if they have it just for free on their platform, where is the money coming from? Are they just waiting for all overseas? Are they just relying on that? Well, so I know that um, it's been released in China this weekend. So I'm thinking they're relying on that market. That- to bring in money but then you do have like you know distribution fees when it comes to like overseas markets so it's like how much of that revenue is Disney actually getting back yeah yeah I mean I I think they're I, yeah I think they're not really at this point I don't think that they're like we gotta make how much how much was the budget I think it was yeah, two hundred million. Yeah. So the same as these other movies. Yep. Which is so unfortunate. Um, I I think they're gonna kind of eat it in some ways. I don't think because it it took so long for it to even be trending long by two days. But in today's world, when you release a movie like when Wonder Woman's gonna be released, it probably most likely will be trending that day. Um, and yeah, I mean, even for the times. To only make at least seven million dollars, that's that's not a good sign. And um, yeah, and I also was gonna say like even um, I would say maybe something that worked against Milan was just that it didn't have time to like properly market for its release yes. date. But like you had something like Hamilton, they announced yeah. in late May that it was being released like July Fourth weekend. They didn't have much time either to like properly market this. And Hamilton was like, you know, I mean, given, you know, it was a very popular musical. So it does have that to its advantage. But 
I, you know, coming at it from like a marketing, like promotional perspective, like it didn't have much time to like put it out there and it still did pretty well over July 4th weekend. It was like the number one trending title. And the fact that, you know, Mulan like took a bit, it's, I don't know. It's like, I think it's, yeah, it's a bad sign. Yeah, I mean, I think also Hamilton, like you said, it had it has that built-in, like, very rabid fan base. And also, it was free on Disney Plus. Yeah. So, like, I think that, yeah, those, like, there's already a lot of hype behind that, though, is really what probably propelled it. That, like, it became, everyone could see it, even if you couldn't, like, pay a few hundred dollars to see it on Broadway, you know? Yeah. So, um yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate. Like, I never, you know, want a movie like this to do poorly. But I think they took a gamble and it did not, it's not paying off right now. It's still very short, like the time between right now. Like, it's still, you know, hindsight is 2020. So we don't know how this will play out later. Yeah. In the next few months. But I don't see it making a lot of money. I mean, who knows? I mean, we definitely it's, have to, like, separate traditional, like, yeah. forms of metrics and success and comparing films yeah, to true. how they used to make money and what was expected. Because all those numbers have to be rewritten. And yeah. they're just, they just don't work right now. So it's so hard to say if these two movies did well or not. Yeah. And because, I mean, who knows? Like, a lot of these movie theaters are not open. Even if they are open, they can't fill up to capacity. And if people are going, some people are not going to go. Who knows if they'll go in the future? Yeah. So it's, you know. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I'm just going to say, I'll tell you right now, movie theaters want to be the last things I- I'm going to go to just because of how the virus spreads. You're in an inside confined space where it's the same people air is flowing like that's probably one of the last things i'm gonna do right now personally personal choice though yeah i mean like you know i think something that we've learned this year is that everyone has a different comfort level yeah totally oh my gosh Uh, yeah it's so different but i think actually i don't know i was movie theaters opened up in new jersey last weekend and Mm -hmm. just like looking uh, some of the show times, like it seemed like people were going. I think there was an eagerness to go back to the movies. Yeah, I miss it. I'm sure you guys do too. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, I really do. Um, and I think you know, going back to Jasmine's point, it's just like you know the metrics that we use to like kind of like assess a film yeah. success this year is very different. So, like again, as I keep saying, I am no es- expert on this, but like it to me, it seemed like. Tenant made good money given like the fact that like United States like n- not all the theaters are open and it's twenty five percent capacity. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, you know overseas, you know things are progressing much better than here. <laughs> um, so that means like more people were able to go see. Yeah. Um, like Tenant, for example. Actually, I don't know if you guys saw Tom Cruise posted a video yeah. and it seemed like it was a full movie theater. Everyone had their mask on, but like. Just, like, the difference between, like, you know, London is able to mm-hmm. maybe fully seat an auditorium. Yeah. And we can't even, like, get a quarter. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I think we just have to rethink, like, what does success mean in 2020 for a film? 
totally no and I think that but that's part of it in terms of the studios like reassessing like what is a successful movie right now and like it's most likely you're not going to make your money back mm-hmm. and that's why you have multiple revenue streams yeah right. I mean it's interesting that we have two films out here two big you know supposed blockbuster films out doing the two like two different ways of premiering their film so mm-hmm. we kind of have uh, an option a way of seeing how each will do I mean Disney plus is a little different because they did add an additional fee to it so what if they mm-hmm. did just put tenant on HBO max no additional fee would that have increased their subscribers like yes what would that have do you know so I think it would I think that would I think so many people who didn't have HBO would get would get HBO Max and watch just to watch it and also it would be I mean what is HBO Max what's the fee right now $15.99 that's cheaper than paying $29.99 plus the Disney plus annual fee to go see a movie and you're getting other content, right? When you're yeah. when you're when you're subscribing to that, right? So you're not just paying just to see Tenet. You're gonna pay to see a lot of other content on HBO Max. So, I mean, they, I, I understand why they didn't do that, but I think it would have been really successful. But they probably wouldn't have made enough money in their in their eyes. Which actually brings me to my next question, because um, we, you know, briefly spoke about Wonder Woman during the quick mm-hmm. take. Yeah, it's it seems like Warner Brothers wants to stick with releasing films in movie theaters. Do you think they'll at some point like scrap that plan and maybe pursue HBO Max? Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think if things progress, I think it really depends in America if if. The movie theaters are like, I think maybe if they're able to open at 50% capacity and we're at a place where people are going out and about and feel comfortable, then for sure possible. I think if we're in the same place and it's getting closer and closer to the movie opening, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I think, I, I feel like a lot of these guys, though, like guys being studios, want to take the gamble of just releasing it in the theater or releasing it and streaming. I mean, from their choice to delay Wonder Woman, my answer mm-hmm. would be no, they are not going yeah. to even consider HBO Max. They will keep pushing this back. Yeah. Until they can like get it in theaters. Like that is seems to be their focus <laughs> and what they want for their movies. And what will make the most money or the cost them the least, you know? So I think mm-hmm. they're just going to keep going with their theaters. I do. I do have a yeah. question for you guys. So if yeah. okay. theaters or movie studios did decide to send their videos to these on-demand streaming platforms, like mm-hmm. where would they go? Do you think they would just do all Fandango or would they only do their own owned property like would Paramount go to like CBS but where would MGM go mm-hmm. oh good question I mean yeah I, I think well I can only answer for 
I think NBC, Disney, and Warner Brothers has like their own standalone platform. Mm-hmm. I would think Sony has like an exclusive deal with stars. So maybe that's where Sony films go. So like, I don't know, the next Spider-Man maybe goes straight to <laughs> stars. Um, let's say James Bond doesn't get released in theaters. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where that, like, where does that one go? Maybe they just do a... Like video on demand. Band, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's the answer. I think studios, yeah, that don't have kind of that clear path the way, you know, that have their own, you know, streaming services or, or streaming platforms under the umbrella, under, you know, the same company umbrella. Yeah. Then you are just doing video on, like, straight up kind of old school, in quotation marks, video on demand. Um, I think, I, but I don't know. I don't, it, it's, it is a little, I don't know enough, I feel like, about the studios and the parent companies and who they're tied to, quite honestly. I mean, yeah. What do you think, Jasmine? Oh, sorry, Jamal. Oh, oh, no, I was just going to say quickly, just because there's also, like, you know, licensing fees or yeah. agreements that are, like, mm-hmm. agreed upon, like, once a movie is made. So, like, you know, that's something also to consider, like, short in uh, a Warner Brothers film, but maybe he, they made a deal with Showtime to, like, yeah. you know, but sorry, I digress. Yeah, that's what, a, yeah, what do you think? That's a good point. That was, I have no idea because yeah. I feel like they would want to keep it with whatever parent company, but I feel like maybe they would use Fandango or like one system for the ease of like audience mm. members and then just, you know, make whatever agreement that they have to do. I mean, that's an know. interesting concept. I, I guess I could see it. I just, I don't know. I think it's also, you got it. They think about ease for customers and also, yeah, what would be, you know, the least expensive, but yeah, make it the most accessible, right? Or like right. So the least amount of licensing fees or that kind of stuff. So I, I think, yeah, we don't know what that in between is. And it's so... It's probably so close either way, you know, like it could go either way. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we know it seems that the path that Warner Brothers wants to pursue is movie theaters. Yeah. What do we think Disney's going to do with Black Widow and um, oh. their Pixar film Soul? Like, yeah. is that going to be a premiere release release as well? Or is that going to go? Well, Onward was released on demand correct but it was in theaters first theaters first but that because it came out right as like covid was happening correct yes i'm trying to jog my memory what is time it came out in early march yes oh yeah oh yep so right as a (laughs) right as things where everything was happening i don't black widow is really i think the big question mark i think you can justify onward a bit more just because oh sorry not onward um soul oh oh soul was what i was talking about i'm sorry i'm like getting everything messed up so i think you can justify onward releasing on disney plus a bit more or maybe that additional rental fee because obviously everyone of all ages sees it but it's geared towards children parents are desperate to keep their children occupied so I think the audience breakdown is a bit um, different. But what do you guys think? 
That's such a good question. My beloved Black Widow movie. I know. Uh, I'm being we denied. waited so long. <laughs> we waited so long for this for this film too. Freaking yes. movie. Yeah. And here we are with delays and possibly future delays because I don't know. I mean, I'm sure and and the thing is is that studios don't have enough time to even see how these films are going to play out before they have mm-hmm. to make these decisions. Yeah. So yeah. they can't yeah. even wait it out to see like, oh, what does yeah. Mulan do in a month from now? They have to Put, decide. Yeah, pushing it back is like as the best like your only option in terms of waiting it out, but eventually you have to make a decision. Yeah, and that's expensive too. So it's just yeah. like I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're they're right now they're probably discussing like what fee they might charge if they do put it on Disney Plus. Like maybe they're they'll rethink this fee, or maybe they'll leave it the same because we still don't know how that has done. And you know, they're probably going to be very tight lipped on that, as a lot of studios mm-hmm. are going to be because it's so up in the air and all the other studios are waiting and watching just so yeah. they can like choose what to do with their own movies. So it's it's such yeah. a weird time and a weird kind of game that they have yeah. to play <laughs> against Quest- each other. Yeah. Question mm-hmm. if they put it on Disney Plus, Black Widow. Would you rent it uh, for thirty dollars? Uh, Both of you, I'm curious. Well, I'll be honest with you. I was ready to pay thirty dollars to see Mulan. Mulan, yeah. And then I think Disney, um, I'm sorry, fucked it up by announcing yeah. when it was gonna be, you know, available without the additional fee. I think mm-hmm. if you didn't announce it around around now, like right as the film is gonna be released, like as a premiere release. I feel like maybe Mulan would have been more successful and more people like me would have like paid for it. But then when you tell me that it's going to be free, you know, quote unquote free, I already have the Disney plus subscription, mm-hmm. but free in, in three months, months, then I'm like, I'm going to wait it out. Mm-hmm. And I, if there are, if they intend on releasing black widow on Disney plus, you cannot let me know that it's going to be free in three months. No. I feel like with that one, they won't think <laughs> or else like, um, I think it's going to be the same path as Mulan. Then I'll just wait until it's, so, yeah. Okay, so let's say they don't. They don't tell you. Then maybe I will um, get a few of my friends and we'll split the fee. <laughs> Your friend? Yeah. Wait, who's coming over? No one can come over. <laughs> no, no, as in we share the login. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, it might have to come down for that. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. Black Widow. It's Marvel. I'm sure by now everyone knows my feelings on Marvel. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Gotta see everything. So, Gotta catch them all. So yeah, I would probably see that. But I, I don't. I just find it very interesting that Disney announced that so early. Like, why didn't yes. they wait until November? It so it was so weird, and I just felt very uh, vindicated. I was like, yep. Or maybe was it was, like, in response to yeah. backlash of that price. Like, they saw a lot of people upset yeah. about that price. So they are like, hey, wait, it's okay. Keep our it's streaming okay, platform. Here's the movie. Don't cancel. Just yeah. Yeah, just- yeah, maybe that's what happened. But I still think, 
I I just don't think you you do that. Like, don't say when it's gonna be yeah. like, especially if, you're, if especially if you're trying to like recoup the cost. Like, you know, it's just stick to saying it's gonna be a premiere release, twenty nine ninety nine, and then at some point down the line say. Oh hey guys! Oh hey! Just kidding. You can stream it for free in December. Yeah, it's very reactive and not proactive. But maybe they that thought decision people would be upset. I, you know, I don't if they waited mm-hmm. and they paid and then found out in November that it was going to be free. I don't know. There's no winning, I, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I don't think, but I don't think it was a well thought out like business decision. I think it was like it, it, the, the whole yeah, a lot of it just felt like kind of like no guys, it's okay, it's coming. Like duh, I, I think most people knew it would eventually come on Disney Plus. I mean, I would, I'll, I think my two predictions mm-hmm. for Black Widow and Soul. I think I feel like Disney's gonna try to push Black Widow for a yeah. movie theater release. I think so. And I think given that Soul is a Pixar film, like onwards, I think they might push that one to Disney Plus. Yeah. I maybe with I an additional them... fee, but I don't know I don't know if it's twenty nine ninety nine. Maybe it's like I don't know. That's what nine ninety nine. I, I could see them breaking with the Pixar movie before Black Widow in terms of putting it on Disney Plus for a rental. I think I think you're right, they are gonna hold out. Definitely for Black Widow. Or maybe yeah. they'll release it in theaters. I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot of people are talking about this movie, but I'll bring it up. New Mutants also came out in theaters. You're Honestly, right. You're right. I, can I just say I hadn't heard of that? <laughs> I, I like disappeared. And Wait, like, what? I didn't even... <laughs> I know. It's so strange. Like, it wasn't... I, I mean, it wasn't like a huge blockbuster, like, predicted to be like Tenet was, but it was supposed to make money. And it, people were interested. And I, I hadn't even heard of the, I swear to God, this is my first time ever hearing about this movie, like in general. What? Yeah. I'm, wow. I'm sorry. I'm so behind. I mean, no, I, I feel like Disney just let it go. It did because it, it was under the 20th century um, umbrella. Like it, it was, it, it was one of the assets that came over oh. in the acquisition. Okay. Um, so they, I don't think they gave it enough love. They didn't give it a fair yeah, shot. Yeah. I mean, cause that's mm-hmm. technically the first movie that was in theaters, but we're all talking about Tenet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Actually, the first one in theaters was the, uh, Russell Crowe movie. Oh, that's oh, true. God. <laughs> I look, I cannot remember the last time I saw any Russell Crowe movie. I can't. You didn't see the nice guys with Ryan Gosling? I did not. Uh, actually another uh, strategy that like movie studios um, have like taken on this year so I know that I think Disney has done this a few times um, Universal as well but and it recently happened with like Woman in the Window which is a 20th Century Fox film Mm -hmm. that Disney sold to Netflix for the streaming rights so that's that seems to be like a third alternative like approach it's like well yeah. let's just sell it off to like one of like the streaming giants and then you know they'll get the profits 
Yeah, I think that actually that's a really interesting strategy. And I think that's the best way probably to make most of your money back. If you don't think it will do well on streaming or in theaters, I think that would probably be a good way to make to not not have the movie be a total loss financially. So I think it's definitely like an interesting strategy and interesting pivot. Especially if it's like based off of a a best-selling book as well. So also you have people who want to see it. Hmm. That's a good point. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was actually going to say, I like Palm Springs was like sold off to Hulu, and that was pretty successful. So like, who knows? Yeah, I think I think that's I think it's a good strategy. I would be like, let's do all of that if I was running a studio. (laughs) Well, I mean, hopefully, at some point we can all safely go back to. I know. the movies because I, I i really miss it and i think I there's there is a unique experience about seeing it like on the big screen there's a shared experience as well that you you don't i i mean you can't really like replicate at home no. so i would love to see tenet yeah someday screen someday that is, I feel like, yeah, Chris Nolan, these kind of more epic Chris Nolan movies definitely need to be seen on the big screen. So, I agree. I miss it. Yeah. Well, any last minute thoughts, guys? Yeah, obviously we don't know all of the, the information that the studios knows in yeah. terms of the financials, the di- like the total breakdown of everything. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, ultimately, honestly, they're kind of beholden to like this fluid situation the same way we are yeah we can't make plans we can't go on vacation it's the same shit with them like they're like you know we can keep pushing this movie but like who knows what we'll where we'll be in a month in the u.s and i'm sure like they're and they have all these like promises that they've made yeah their partners and it's it's i know like yeah and i'm sure there's like benchmarks and contracts you have to make you know like or like black widow right there's like there's this whole timeline that like needs to be adhered to god (laughs) what are we gonna do (laughs) wait what Phase, phase four. four. What are oh. we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I knew that was what that. are we gonna do? <laughs> it's a mess. It just got blown up. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's I mean, yeah, like... it's like you said, Jordan. It's like definitely more complicated, like behind the scenes that we like, you know, yeah. we can like comprehend. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> All of these carefully crafted though timelines are just gone. Yeah. Not even for like phase four, but like all studios, you know, like you're planning stuff out, like two three years in advance even mm-hmm. more so it's all it's all totally gone you know yeah, yeah they uh-huh. all planned out their spaces so their movies wouldn't like overtake their own movies like no nope. it's bye 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 in <laughs> <laughs> sync now we turn to our last segment of the show one more take where we share a film we recently watched and whether yay we really liked it or nay it was a waste of our time so, Jasmine, what did you recently watch? I saw um, a little film called Black Swan. <laughs> I don't know if you guys it's a small are familiar film. with that. 
yeah, so I finally saw it. Um, I know the reason why I didn't see it when it came out was because I thought it was going to be too scary for some reason. It was in my head that it was a horror film of some sort, even though I knew it was a thriller. Ah, that's besides the point. I enjoyed it. And I'm a little oh. yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm a little sad I didn't see it then. Um, I really liked the camera work and the acting was great. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I see you're surprised. I ah. am because it seems like a very disturbing film. That's why I haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. I, so I haven't seen it either. It's always actually I have zero problems, honestly, seeing disturbing films, which whatever do with that like you will but um yeah I I just never got around to seeing it I've always wanted to but I just never when did you see it on did you rent was it. it streaming on yeah. oh you did rent it yeah all right so that's a yay for you it is a yay for me it is disturbing mm-hmm. it but it was shot well and I like the direction that it took like uh mm-hmm. and the acting was great so i mean it's not yeah. something i would you know put on you know just to have fun or yeah <laughs> but as background noise yes. soothing background noise yeah this is the same thing as watching friends yeah yeah no no wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't do that uh but yeah. to see it i think it's worth it mm-hmm. okay. so yeah yay for me mm-hmm. all righty okay. i saw miss sloan Oh, nice. Yeah. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I have not heard of that. So So it's a a political thriller movie starring Jessica Chastain. Main reason why I saw it. I love her. She needs to, like, win her Oscar ASAP. Um, No, I I love her. I think she's a wonderful, just really, she just has so much versatility. Um, And so, yeah, actually, so she's a lobbyist, and it's about... And, um, like, the gun, kind of gun control, gun manufacturing, and expanded background checks. Obviously, they don't, it's more about, like, lobbying and what that is and how she maneuvers. Um, Because in this film, she switches, she kind of goes from one side of the the aisle to the other. So she goes from trying to, like, kill, kill a bill to getting it passed. And so... It actually, the dialogue reminded me a lot of, like, the Aaron Sorkin, very snappy, very fast, um, verbose dialogue. So, but, I mean, maybe I'm just equating it because it's, like, DC. Who knows? But it it was very fast dialogue. But I really enjoyed it. She's the center of the film. She makes the film. It's worth it. It's a yay. It's worth it just for her. And, yeah, I don't think this one gets talked about as much. It definitely flew under the radar. But it's worth seeing. Yeah, I think I read that it was, like, getting, like, some, like, new love mm-hmm. on it's Netflix. On, it's on, I watch on Amazon, did I watch, I feel like I watch on Amazon Prime. Oh. I think it's on Amazon Prime now. Maybe it's on Netflix. No, I think earlier in, like, in, yeah. you know, when we were in quarantine, it was, like, on Netflix mm-hmm. and it was getting some, like, renewed love, which was, like, oh. great. Cause it, That's awesome. Because, like you said, it fell under the radar the first time around, so. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I actually... Rewatched Inception for like probably the oh. seventh time in my Inception. life. <laughs> my my mouth is open. Although it, it, it that is one of the few movies where 
Sorry, I'll let you finish. <laughs> no, go ahead. Where, where, where you can watch it and get, there's so many little details. You can watch it and get all these different things from it. This film, man. This film. Um, I mean, what can I say about it? It's directed <laughs> by Christopher Nolan, my favorite director. Uh, it has an amazing cast. You have Leonardo DiCaprio. You have Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Tom Hardy. I'm just, you know, naming a few. Ellen um, Page, Ellen, Michael Caine. Yeah, it is. It's great. This film is great. When it first came out in theaters, I think I saw it three times, and since then, maybe five more times. <laughs> but yeah. like I, it's like you said, Jordana. Like every time you rewatch it, you like discover something new. It is such a ride of a film from start mm-hmm. to finish. I also think it's also an emotional film, especially towards yes. the end. Every time. He, you know, they, they're getting off the plane and Leo's walking through the airport and he sees his kids. I'm like sobbing because I just like, that's what I wanted for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people think the plot is a little too complex, but I, I don't know. I feel like you can follow along yeah. pretty easily. Especially if you watch it, you know, seven times like me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if, if they think the plot to that is complex, they should see Memento. Like, quite honestly. Oh, another great movie. <laughs> great Chris Nolan movie. Shout out. But that one, I feel like, is a bit... Be, and it's meant to be harder to follow because of it's not told, like, sequentially and yeah. all of these things. Yeah. So that's the purpose. But, yeah. no, I mean... And both we'll get, movies we'll... make you work. Yeah. That's true. Is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think it's good. Some people, you know, I know some people go watch Fast and the Furious because they don't want to do work. But if you do, you know, want a mental challenge, like, go check out a Nolan film because they're great. But um, I'm not going to keep going on about my love for him. I will save that for, you know, its own episode. episode. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But definitely a yay for me, Inception. I don't know where it's streaming because I own it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it is, but just rent it, guys. And rent I, that's it, buy it. I would yeah, just, just go watch it somehow. It. <laughs> yeah, rent it on iTunes, YouTube. There's so many, Amazon, so many places. You can do it. I believe in you. World. Yeah, guys. All right. Oh well, that wraps up another episode of One More Take. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. And please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore one more take. Until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.